Hello everyone, this is the All Pajeta Pod. My name is Dylan Habil. In this episode, I had a chat with Zachary Mutai. Zach is one of the caregivers of rhinos at All Pajeta Conservancy and right now he heads a team of guys who are taking care of the last two northern white rhinos in the conservancy. There's a point we had a walk to the girls, the last two northern white rhinos, with their friend Tawo, who is a southern white rhino. This episode will enable you to have a gist of living with the last two northern white rhinos. Welcome to the Alpazeta pod. I'm with Zachary and today I'm also joined by Eva. Eva, you can greet. Hi, Dylan. It's such a pleasure to be here with um, you two gentlemen. Yeah, <laughs> yeah looking forward. Uh, Zach, can you say something? <laughs> well, um, I'm really happy joining you uh, in what's going on now, and hopefully we are going to do it successful. Yeah. So, Olpajeta is known to be home for the last two northern white rhinos, and Zachary takes care. Is it take care or is it look after? What's the difference? Uh, looking after. So you're looking after the last two northern mm. white rhinos. Exactly. Yeah. So how is that experience? Yeah. Um, looking after the northern white rhinos is a great experience. Um, I've had them for the last 11 years. 11? Wow. Yeah. Since uh-huh. they came. So they've been here for the last 11 years. So yeah. I've come to know each individual of them. Mm-hmm. So 11 years you're taking care of the last two. You have the privilege of seeing the last of a species, hoping that they won't be the last. <laughs> yeah, we hope so. Species, because <clears throat> there are efforts trying to save the population. So Zachary, can you tell us a bit about your background? Where are you from? Where were you born? Where did you grow up? Yeah. Okay, so to my background is that... Um, where I live is northern part of Mara. It's a mile away from uh, where I am walking now here in Olpejeta. Yeah. So, and it has been a great passion for me since I was very young. Mm-hmm. Uh, Masai Mara is very close to my village. Mm-hmm. So I get to know about um, wildlife. Mm-hmm. And it just gave me a passion to be a conservationist. Mm-hmm. That's who I am here in Olpejeta. So from childhood, you're used to being around wildlife? <laughs> yes, uh, but there before also, my father here was used to work here in Olpejeta as a, um, when it was a cattle ranching as a penza. Mm-hmm. So I used to visit him uh, when I was uh, during my uh, childhood. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that also encouraged me to be part of the conservationist. So, wow. so you grew up with wildlife? Yeah, <laughs> definitely. Yeah. yeah, nearly the whole of the, the whole of my life, uh, I've been um, admiring to be a conservationist, and I have that uh, passion, and I like it. So even right now, you still feel like you are at home. Yeah, I feel like at home. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like your backyard. Right? Yeah, it's like your backyard, and a very different backyard from yeah. everyone else. Yeah. So Zachary, yeah, w- when the northern white rhinos were brought to Alpajeta Conservancy, they were four. Right. Yeah, they were four of them. Uh, they were two males and two females. Mm-hmm. But unfortunately, the two males are all gone now. So we are only left with the two females. So you were here when they were being brought? Yeah, uh, I was here when they were being brought over here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So how was that day or what was your experience? Mm-hmm. What was the feeling? 
Because yeah. I wasn't here when they were Dylan, we don't even know if you were born, but <laughs> so um, it was such an excitement to me because uh, I had no idea about uh, the Northern White Rhino. Uh, first of all, uh, they are not native to East African countries, yeah. mm-hmm. so it was a um, great happiness for me to meet them for the first time. Mm-hmm. And at the same time, they were also grateful being in the wild. Mm-hmm. You know, these rhinos they were being raised in the zoo. And uh, when they were brought here for the purpose of the breeding them in natural wild, mm-hmm. they were really feeling happy mm-hmm. because they have been uh, staying in uh, small, uh, small uh, pens. So they were, they were overexcited. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. So animals that are, are, are living in zoos, mm-hmm. they are known to be used to human beings. And now you're bringing <coughs> them into the wild. So was it hard for them or... Yeah, um, at first they were really excited being in a new environment mm-hmm. and uh, we didn't release them out in the wild um, at first. So mm-hmm. we tend to keep them inside the pens mm-hmm. to get much familiar with the environment, uh, the climate and uh, getting used to feed on uh, the natural food like feeding with hay, alfalfa. You know, um, when they were in a zoo, they were being fed with human food. So we tend to introduce by feeding with uh, hay and alfalfa and after getting used to later on we sent out to the semi-wild enclosure so semi-wild are they still not wild till now so uh right now i can say that they're almost getting uh, fully wild uh-huh. they are doing natural things now they are wallowing they are crazing yeah. something which they never knew at first do, do rhinos have difficulty in reproducing and why yeah, um, it's, um, there's a challenge of uh, white, uh, white and black rhinos are reproducing. Uh, their reproduction rate is very low because um, gestation period, uh, first of all, it takes too long time. For a white rhino, it takes uh, 17 to 18 months gestation period. And for the black, it takes uh, 13 to 14 months. And after that long gestation period, after delivering the young one, they protect their young ones until they are fully matured enough to defend themselves. Uh, and that is, uh, that's what is really affects the uh, white and black rhinos in reproduction rate. It, uh, there's a very slow rate of reproducing because they need to take care of the young ones until they are fully matured enough. How, how does uh, hunting of rhinos affect the ecosystem? Yeah, uh, hunting of rhinos uh, has created a lot of challenges. Um, as you know, uh, when these rhinos, when they're just out in the wild, they do deposit their dung, and when it's being stamped by other animals, it be, really becomes compost manure. But since the number of rhinos are declining, yeah, it really affects the ecosystem because. Uh, other animals won't have sufficient crust because uh, there is no manure and also uh, uh, the reproduction record also is uh, becoming low since uh, of the inbreeding because quite a number of them have, have been killed. So it really also creates another challenge towards ecosystem. What are the efforts that have been put in place or you have put in place to conserve? this species? So, um, our effort that we have put in place is that um, 
we have been in front line trying to educate people uh, locally and internationally mm -hmm. uh, to raise awareness about the importance of uh, having wildlife. So I think if everyone um, is well educated enough, um, it's going to save different spaces, not only rhinos, but other different creatures. Uh, there is something about people who follow us on social media. When they see pictures of the northern white rhinos, they don't see two rhinos, they see three rhinos. Yeah. But we say <laughs> we have the last two northern white rhinos. Yeah, um, right now uh, in uh, 750 acres, we have um, uh, two subspecies of rhinos. We have the southern white rhinos, we have uh, the last two northern white rhinos together with them. Mm -hmm. So, but in the meantime, uh, the two northern white rhinos they spend their time alongside with one of the southern white rhino called mm -hmm. Tawo. Mm -hmm. We got to put Tawo as a great friend and a good trainer for them. Mm -hmm. Yeah, she's the one who has been doing well everything, trying to teach them how to be fully wild. To teach them how to be fully wild. Yeah, how to do natural things like grazing, wallowing, and how to behave like other rhinos in the wild. Right. And right. so far, Tao shows that she is a good teacher. Yeah, she's a cute teacher and a good friend for them. Yeah. Uh -huh. yeah. Well, they get along really well, even different subspecies, right? Um, yeah. It doesn't matter that one is southern white and the others are northern white. Yeah, uh, it doesn't matter uh, because white rhinos, they do socialize themselves. They live in a crash. So mm -hmm. southern white rhinos being with them is just a great privilege for them. Uh, they cut land nearly everything. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so to your job now, focusing on your job, you are a caregiver to the last two northern white rhinos so it means you live with these rhinos yes um i spent uh, most of my time uh, with this uh spending time with these uh, northern white rhinos mm -hmm. daily basis and my day started from six to six in the evening so nearly most of my time it's not only me but i do work alongside with uh, other colleagues of mine mm -hmm. yeah and we work hand in hand in case of anything that can arise as a result we can help each other mm. can you can you describe for us a typical day taking care of the northern white rhino from 6 a.m to 6 p.m yeah uh, it's, uh, it's uh, such a long day because we don't want to have any failure mm -hmm. we are doing monitoring daily pieces Mm -hmm. In case if there is uh, medical attention, they need to be attended ex uh, very. Um, they need to be attended as early as possible mm -hmm. because having the last two something very serious, and mm -hmm. we don't want to lose them. So that's why we need to spend most of our time with them. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So what do you do in the morning with them? Noon. So in the afternoon. Yeah. Yeah. Um, our day begins at six in the morning. Yeah. And uh, we just come and check on them, how they have spent the night, uh, if there's something which is unusual, mm -hmm. or if, if there is any sign of uh, sickness, we have to make a report to a vet uh, mm -hmm. so that they can be attended. Mm -hmm. And once we have checked on them, we, and we have realized that they are in good health and uh, good body condition, we let them out in the semi-wide enclosure mm -hmm. so that they can do their natural things. Mm -hmm. And after that, after releasing them out, so we come and clean the tent, uh, cleaning the water troughs, and we keep an eye looking out how they spend the day um, in case of anything. So there is less human interaction, you just let them be wild? Yeah, uh, there's less uh, human interaction because we need them to be full wild, but mm -hmm. we just keep an eye uh, to make sure that they're all safe. 
Zachary, you live inside the consultancy. Mean, meaning you're spending more time with rhinos <laughs> than your human family. They're like, cause, they're like family too. Because the rhinos are his family. Yeah. But now his human family. Yeah. He has two families. Yeah. <laughs> yeah um, to that point, uh, surely I have uh, two families now. Uh-huh. I have my immediate family and uh, my second family members are rhinos. Yeah. Mm. So we need to make something special for them. Um, the last two, um, it just shows us a clear symbol that um, we are felt as human beings. Mm-hmm. So we need to make a change. We need to make a difference. And we don't want them to be the last of their kind. That's why we, we are putting much effort in trying to, uh, trying to conserve and educate people. And elsewise, um, the scientists also are really working very hard to make sure that uh, they're going to have more and more northern white rhinos. Mm. Is it a sacrifice you're making because you're spending more time with rhinos <laughs> than human beings? <laughs> Is it a sacrifice because <clears throat> human beings failed and the numbers diminished so that you, you say, let me now forego my family and not spend, spend as much time with them? Yeah, uh, um, to me it's just a sacrifice mm. uh, and uh, I just need to make a difference. Yeah. Uh-huh. We want, we don't want to hurt about uh, rhinos getting extinct, not only rhinos but even to other different species. Mm-hmm. So because these rhinos, they are not able to speak by themselves, mm-hmm. we do act as their voice mm-hmm. and that's why we need to sacrifice ourselves. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and also we do encourage others to join us so yeah. that... Um, we can prevent uh, extinction. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and because you've dedicated um, you and the other keepers a lot of your life to protect them, um, I know your, your part-time and education is really, what do you hope that your sacrifice will achieve um, in the long run? Yeah, um, um, at the long run, uh, hopefully we are, I think we are going to achieve, we are going to have uh, maybe in future uh, quite a number of northern white in the wild. Uh, that's my hope. Yeah. Because um, I can say that uh, in 1950, there was some around 50,000 white rhinos which were left in South Africa as a result of poaching. Mm-hmm. But right now, they are the one leading in the world uh, population of around 20,000. So in case if we succeed uh, by having quite a number of uh, northern white rhinos through this in future fertilization, mm-hmm. even in future, they might become or they can grow and have, yeah. uh, we have a big number. Yeah. So there's hope and, and, and yeah. um, you know, hopefully also your message will um, impact behavior change, right, um, um, in people. Uh, Zachary, can you explain to us how the the recovery process of the northern white population will happen? Mm. Because right now we have no male alive. We only have females. To now, I think we have a total of nine uh, embryos of northern white rhino, uh-huh. of which that's a milestone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and this is something which has never been done in rhinos before. Mm-hmm. So that's a great milestone, and hopefully the uh, the next option is to implant those embryos into our southern white rhinos, which are going to be used to be the surrogate mothers, and see if it works. Mm-hmm. And if it really works, it's going to be very helpful because once uh, we have uh, quite a number of uh, young ones in the mm-hmm. wild, mm-hmm. they can be led to breed by themselves naturally. Do you know of any test that has been done between subspecies for one to? to become a surrogate mom, and it, it was successful. Yeah, um, in some species of other animals, um, yeah. some have been successful. Yeah, so hopefully 
with the northern white rhinos. So for rhinos, it has never been done, and mm-hmm. there's a lot of research being carried on by now, and mm-hmm. hopefully, it's going to help. Mm. Yeah. Uh, I have I have seen uh, this on a, on, a, on a documentary, TV documentary of uh, a rhino called Edward that was born through IVF in vitro fertilization, and it was successful. So hopefully, the same will happen to with our rhinos. Yeah. Yeah, um, that can be also very helpful. Um, it can help uh, because since uh, we have a uh, number of scientists working very hard day and night, mm-hmm. hopefully they are going to succeed. Also, the artificial insemination, I think for the last two years, uh, it, it was carried on in the uh, U.S. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was a southern white rhino uh, which, um, which were used as a um, surrogate mom. Mm-hmm. And uh, they did it through artificial insemination for the first time, and mm-hmm. luckily they had two calves. Two so, calves. Yeah. Yeah. So that's also another mm-hmm. milestone. And and does it will they be pure northern whites? Because a lot of people ask if the surrogate mummies are southern white rhinos, will they be pure northern white rhinos? Exactly. Um, before the males died, uh, we did collection of uh, quite a number of semen from the two males, and not only the semen are from the two males we had. There was other semen collection from other different males uh, from uh, Czech Republic Zoo, somewhere at uh, collected at San Diego Zoo. Mm-hmm. So there is a lot of sperm count, and uh, several we have done uh, often pick up from the two females. Mm-hmm. So. Um, the combination of semen of northern white rhino with the real eggs of the two northern females, the outcome of the result of the newly born calf will be pure northern white rhino. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so the one to carry the embryo just is just only a surrogate mother, mm. but the newly born calf will be pure northern white rhino. My, my next question was going to be on inbreeding, but you've said that there are other rhinos that yeah, semen extracted. Um, there was a lot of sperm count from several males, not only from the two we had. Mm-hmm. Uh, so about the gene bull, I think it doesn't really affect that much. Mm, doesn't yeah. affect that Because there's a variety. Yeah. 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 Uh, Zachary, taking care of the northern white rhinos, and there is a poaching everywhere globally. Do you carry, are you armed? No, um, I don't carry any weapon. Uh-huh. I'm a caregiver. So I do look after them during the day, yeah. and um, uh, when I'm done in, at evening hours from 6 in the evening, yeah. uh, the armed rangers take over. So mm-hmm. these rhinos, they are carried 24 hours uh, a day. Mm-hmm. 24 hours a day. Mm-hmm. Uh, is there a time where you have felt that the northern white rhinos are threatened physically either by a predator and not a poacher? So, uh, through predation, uh, there is less danger uh, because uh, actually when uh, when rhinos are fully matured enough, they can be able to defend themselves. But these ones were bred in the zoo. Yeah, but again, uh, because we do uh, put them inside a small uh, enclosure at night, they're mm-hmm. being carried by uh, the armed rangers. So, 100% we are sure that they are all safe. They are all safe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, everything counts. In protecting the last two northern white rhinos, exactly. Uh, the IVF and the ovum pickup procedures. I have been part of the procedures, and I've seen you being at the forefront in helping putting the rhinos in the right position, checking their heart rates. Uh, as as an individual now, how will you feel when you finally have a baby? 
by the time we are going to have a newly born cup of uh, northern white rhino, it's mm. going to be a uh, kind of a celebration to me. Mm-hmm. And not, not only even to me, but it's going to be a kind of a celebration all over the whole world. Mm. Yeah. yeah, because uh, there's a green light that uh, we might still save quite a number of different species, not only rhinos. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So in case we have a newly born cup of northern white rhino, it's going to be a celebration to me and the, to the whole world. Mm. Uh, from what I'm getting, Zachary doesn't want to brag. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's he's been in the forefront, right? Yeah, he's been the in the forefront. Journey, he right. helps with uh, the over pickups, but yeah. he's saying it will be a global celebration, not yeah. a personal celebration. Yeah, it will be <laughs> yeah. a party for sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah uh, what with us actually uh, is just for the whole world. Uh, as a closing remark, you have witnessed extinction. At a very close range. So what can you tell guys outside here who want to help and are trying to fight extinction of other species and they feel like they are discouraged? Yeah. Um, uh, my point is um, I've witnessed the ex- extinction uh, during the time we lost the last male, Sudan, he mm. was the last of his kind. Mm-hmm. So we don't want such thing to happen anymore. So we are playing a much role in terms of educating local people, international people. And uh, if we do all join hands, uh, we are going to win uh, so that we don't lose any creature on this planet. Mm-hmm. And uh, with that, I think, yes, we can close mm. that we need to join hands and come together no matter how small your effort is, mm. it still makes an impact in the journey of saving species from going into extinction. Absolutely. So, we need as many hands as we can get. Yes, we need as many hands as we can get. So thank you, Zach. Welcome. Thank you for having us here, uh, so close to the Northern World Rhinos. And uh, Eva, thank you. Thank you, Dylan. This was interesting. I loved hearing Zachary's story. Yeah. Um, and it's amazing what he's doing and what we all need to do to to help him and and his colleagues to to make it happen. So yes, we get, we are going to end it from here. Watch out for our next episode and other informations that we'll be giving out on our social channels. Thank you for listening to the Alpegeta Pod. My name is Dylan Habil. If you would wish to support the efforts that the Conservancy is taking, please visit our website www.alpegetaconservancy.org. If there is something you'd wish to hear or give us feedback on this or any other episode that we had or future episode, please email communications at alpegetaconservancy.org.